With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Welcome back. Just a reminder of that McCafe menu this morning. Chris Anstey, all things basketball. Andy Harper, all things world football. Miles Fitzner, all things racing to set us up for a big weekend, the Spring Carnival. Four days of it bursts into life tomorrow with the Derby at Flemington. And Ashling Sheridan, uh, Collingwood AFLW player, still to come. Thanks to McCafe, our official coffee partner. Don't forget, you can join us anytime. 1300 736 736. And the 40 Wings temper just ticking along beautifully this morning. 0433 98 1116. I make a commitment to you as I do each and every week on the Captain's Run. I'll meet, read out your texts as they drop. We are, though, continuing our countdown. To the 2023 National Draft, it's on later this month with one of the sharpest eyes for young talent in the country in Mick Ablett. Now, we did open our conversations with Mick on a broad scale. We narrowed down to the best midfielders last week. And today, we're turning our attention to those who make things happen in the front half, the best forwards in the pool. Mick, good morning. Thanks for your time once again. Good morning, Sam. How are you, mate? I'm going well. You know what? I hadn't even got you up on the line and the question dropped straight away. Please ask Mick what is happening with pick one. <laughs> I, I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I had the answer. Um, but unfortunately, I don't. It's, I think it's still very much up in the air. I think West Coast is still open to the idea of trading pick one. Um, you know, and I, like I've said, and we've discussed, Sam, I think if they can get you know, two inside the mm. top 10 um, and more so towards that front half of the top 10, I think they'd be willing to trade the pick. I'm not even going to throw a name at you yet, Mick. When I ask you for the best, we might start with key forwards. I'm not sure. I'll ask you openly, the best forwards in the draft. Where does your mind initially take you? You know, it's interesting. We've got the tools, the smalls and, and everything in between yeah. uh, with the forwards. But the first name that comes to mind is Jed Walter. He's a, a 195-centimetre product out of uh, the Gold Coast Suns Academy, and I'd expect a bid to come on him at pick two. Unless there's been some sort of deal done amongst trading picks or something happening, uh, something happens in between now in the draft where the Gold Coast can, uh, can manage to get him out a couple of spots, but I find that highly unlikely. Um, all the conversations I had is that, you know, you could argue uh, he's... he's Definitely in the mix for, for those top two picks. He's a, a I find him to be a Jack Reedwalt type of player. Mm. He's got fantastic aerial prowess. He's got some really good smarts at ground level. He had two years at the under eighteen championships where he just performed off the charts. He was um, he was outstanding. I think if he had been available as a seventeen year old, there's no doubt he gets snapped up in um, in that. And and just with Jed, so he, he grew up just down the road in Palm Beach, so it's the stuff of fantasy for the Suns. It's amazing how it's worked out. But a lot's been written and said. So he's 194 centimetres, I think listed at 97 kilos, so a big lump of, of a kid, Mick. But his defensive, I guess, thirst for it all, the chasing, the tackling, he doesn't mind that side of the game either. 
Yeah, you're spot on. I, I find his work ethic's outstanding, and that's what keeps him involved in the game on both sides of the ball, whether it's offensively or defensively. He's just got that appetite to really compete, to lay tackles and put pressure on. And that's why, you know, for the punters out there, if you think like a Jack Rewald type, and, and Jack was always involved in the game, um, always looking to get a turnover and, and grab a cheeky one going the other way. So I just that's where I think Jed Walters' point of difference is as a as a key forward is the ability to create pressure on on the defensive opposition and um, and create scoring opportunities for his team. Now, uh, whenever we talk about the Gold Coast Suns, Mick, uh, Matt, who's uh, uh, down over here in Ocean Grove, is a big, big Suns man. Now, for, for him and for people who aren't overly familiar with the why, he's asking what the purpose is of North Melbourne or other clubs nominating these players, as you say, it might come for him at pick two, knowing full well the bids will be matched. I mean, this is just about making their rivals pay full freight, isn't it? 100% it is. And that's where the, um, you know, the equality and, and stuff in the draft mm. is really important because Jed Walter Warren's being picked in the top two selections, the higher he gets bid on by another AFL club, the more it's going to cost the Gold Coast Suns. And it's not a vindictive way of looking at it or, or trying to do the wrong thing by anybody. It's simply the fact that it's important that the Gold Coast Suns pay fair value for the players that are coming through the system. And I think if any other club had access to, to an open draft and Jed Walter was in the pool... Um, I think you'd hear his name get called out pretty quickly after Harley Reid. Now, most people would have heard of the big left footer out of WA, Daniel Curtin. I think he's played a lot of footy back as well as forward, Mick. He's played some waffle senior footy as well. Where does Daniel Curtin sit in your reckoning? Yeah, Look, it's surprising, isn't it? We hear a lot of rumours at this time of the year. You hear about players sort of maybe sliding, some coming up the order. I find it staggering that, that this young man. Uh, name would be mentioned at all in terms of sliding in, in any aspect of the draft. Mm. Again, he's, he's 195 centimetres. Actually, I think he, he might have even come in a little bit taller than that at, at 197, and he's 95 kilos. Think Matthew Pavlich when you, you think of this kid. He can play either end of the ground. He had a sensational under-18 championship through the middle. I mean, his best game was 27 disposals and eight clearances against Vic Metro over here in WA. He captained the Colts Premiership. He played in six league games. So there's literally nothing more this young man could have done. Um, I know he missed a little bit of the testing at the combine with a, a hamstring issue. But he's he's a, just a really calm, composed, excellent decision maker. And um, and he, he was played down back by Ash Prescott in, um, at league level for Claremont. I reckon that had a bit to do with with teaching Dan the game and um, and him being able to see the game in front of him. Uh, there's a question here from Simon. I wanted to ask you about Nate Caddy out of the Northern Knights uh, as well, Mick. Um, and Simon's asking, will Nate Caddy make Essendon's first pick, which I think currently is nine for the Bombers? So 193, 88 kilos, key forward, but has played midfield as well. This is the evolution of the, the modern AFL footballer, I suppose. Yes, certainly is. He he'll be in the mix. He's um, around that sort of that selection where the bombers will sit just inside ten, or, or the clubs will sit just outside. He was a, a totally team of the year at centre half forward, and he reminds me a lot of Jake Stringer. I've um, I've seen Nate go into the midfield, and he's that really powerful, robust type that can certainly win his fair share of contested ball. 
Um, it's his ability to track the ball and, and trap it at ground level, which which I find impressive. He's certainly strong above his head. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, always a lot of attention. Yeah, on the father-son, sorry, Mick. And um, Jordan Croft is, is amongst that lot this year. Another another massive unit uh, may be bound for the Witten Oval. 201 centimetres, 80 kilos out of the Calder Cannons. Obviously, um, you know, famous father who, who played for the football club. And, and Joe's texting us here. Uh, I'd love to see him take uh, Father Matthews, number 16, now that Toby McLean is no longer at the kennel. He's committed to joining, so this one will play out, you think? Yeah, he's another tall, isn't he? So you think of, of Aaron Norton, Rory Lobb, uh, Sam Darcy, and now they're about to add Jordan Croft, who's, who's above 200 centimetres, as mm. you mentioned. He uh, He's a goal kicker, no doubt about that. He kicked 23 goals in 11 games at, at coach league level and had an outstanding um, season in, in that sense. He's got a really nice tank. He ran fourth in the two-kilometre time trial with a time of six minutes and, and five seconds. So he... He's a really mobile type. His ability on the run from outside 50 is exceptional. And, um, and you've got no doubt that the dogs will match any bid that comes for him. I wanted to ask you just openly, any other key forwards you think we should mention? Have you got any, I mean, people always text in, Mick, wanting to know of sleepers and bolters and sliders and, and maybe some names that we're not overly familiar with. Have you got anything on your, on your, in your dossier there for the, for the key forwards? Yeah, well, not necessarily a key as such, mate. There are a couple of mediums that I certainly think are worth mentioning. Yep. One is Colton Bolstrup, a, a young man out of the Subiaco Footy Club. Gee whiz, I, I thought he had a lot of likenesses to Cam Rayner in the way he played over the course of a year. His power is off the charts. He's a, a really tough matchup inside 50. But then he came out of the combine and, and really shocked everyone. Um, with a, a really impressive 2K time trial. He finished 10th there, which now you start going, OK, OK, what have we got here? Is this young man a little bit more of a, a Jordan Degoe, Christian Petrarca type that, that's going to be able to roll through the midfield with, like I say, that exceptional power? His agility and his lateral movement's brilliant. So I think he could be a real bolter. I think we could see him potentially... He'll be around that pick 10 mark, maybe just outside when... You know, maybe a month or so ago, he was he was looking at the late teens, early twenties. So, keep definitely keep an eye on him. Um, the other one who I'm really impressed by, and he'll be a little bit further out in the draft, but keep an eye on the name Kate Delarue. He's a, a 183 centimetre, 79 kilo forward out of the Dandenong Stingrays, and mm-hmm. he's just ultra creative. He's a um, a really Really impressive player on both sides of the body. He's got an ability to weight kicks beautifully. Does not fumble the footy. Uh, he's not quick by any stretch, but it, it's his composure with the ball in hand and ability to execute and make smart decisions under pressure, which really impresses me. Kay Delarue. I must admit, I haven't... I, I'm a follower. No one here as closely as you, Mick. I haven't seen that name too often. No, he's a, um, a relative, I believe, of Justin Lepic. Um, as well, so I'm sure that'll come up at some stage, but so he averages the, the 15 disposals a game and three tackles at the Under-18 Championship, but you know, as I mentioned, Sam, he's mm. the type of player you want him kicking the ball. He's that impressive with a ball in hand and, and he's used by foot, so he's the man that you want hitting up your forward targets and going inside forward 50. So Dane's, uh, Zane Dersma, rather, right at the pointy end of the draft, reckoning we know that. Is he more of a midfielder than a forward, though? Would we even feature him here, do you think, Mick? No, I think it's. I think he's definitely worth talking about as a forward. He's um, 
He's had a super impressive year. I mean, to average 19 disposals, six marks and three goals at coach league level um, is exceptional. He was the, named the captain in the forward pocket of the coach league team of the year. And he's, he's really poetry in motion, this young fella. He's, he's cut his teeth as a forward. I, I think we'll see him move into the midfield um, at some stage. But right at the moment, he is just balanced, personified. He's got... Beautiful power. He was second in the running vertical jump, just over three seconds in a 20-metre sprint. So he's got a lot to offer, and I think he sits just in behind Harley Reid and Jed Walter at, at a very early kick inside that top five mark. Yep. And Nick Watson, again, um, according to most, a top 10 candidate for sure. There's not a lot of Nick Watson, I've got to say, um, Mick, but he's said to just make things happen out of nothing, and uh, he's got those wizardry traits inside 50 that uh, that bring people through the turnstiles. Yeah, he certainly has. We we heard him referred to plenty of times as the wizard, and there's uh, there's good reason for that. I mean, his his ability in the under 18 champs to hit the scoreboard. He was averaging three and a half goals a game over four matches, which is ultra impressive. He's equally adept on either side of the body, and he's a real typical crafty, creative small forward. He can hit up on a lead, he can crumb. Um, you know, a little bit a little bit in uh, a similar vein, I guess, to um to his uh his young coach league counterpart in Cody Waitman that came through obviously mm. a couple of years ago. He's very similar to Cody in that his ability to to draw the ball, to create something out of nothing. And um, and he actually does find a little bit of it. He can get a bit higher up the ground. He, he showed that in the Coach League competition where he averaged 20 disposals for the year. And he's uh, another one that's very, very lightly framed, short in stature at 170 centimetres, but ultra creative and, um, and got talent to boot. We're speaking to Mick Ablett. We're counting down the 2023 draft later on this month. Today's conversation centering around the forwards, big, uh, small, and everything in between. Lance Collard's another one at a WA, Mick. In fact, uh, kicked a couple of bags to end the season uh, at, at Colts level for, for Subiaco. How do you see Lance? Yeah, he's polarised a few. There's no doubt about that. He He's raw talent at its absolute best. Mm. He, um, you know, he averaged... 11 disposals and three goals over the Colts competition here in WA. It's 32 for the year. So he, he certainly knows where the big sticks are. At his best, he's scintillating. He's absolutely brilliant. It's just a matter of Lance finding that level of consistency where he can get a genuine four-quarter effort. And he'll have those moments where he pops up and, um, you know, and certainly sets games alight. He was he was ranked number one in the agility test at the NAB AFL draft combine at um, with a time of, of eight minutes and sixteen seconds. He mm. ran fourth in the twenty meter sprint. He was electric, two point nine two seconds, which is wow. absolutely flying. So he is an NGA product out of the West Coast Eagles, and we know the clubs can't match those bids inside the first forty picks. And I'd imagine Lance will certainly draw some attention. Um, before we get to pick 40. So mm. he's, he's a big watch. He's, I'm not really 100% sure, Sam, and, and not willing to go out and say where he's going to fit in the draft because from a talent perspective, he certainly rates very, very highly. Um, it's just that level of consistency and, and probably a little bit of maturity that, um, that Lance will need to develop to put himself amongst the, um, the elite. 
Uh, I've got a text here while we're talking, Mick. Connor O'Sullivan, best swing in the draft, 196 centimetres, huge tank, great hands, great character. Yeah, 100%. And this is the interesting part. We'll, um, you know, we'll chat about him when we get to the defenders in a, in a week's time, Sam. But there are a lot of questions being asked at the moment as to whether he can go forward, uh, whether he can potentially play that role. He was an unbelievable young talent in the back line and particularly across the under-18 championships this year. And he's got a very attacking nature. So, you know, he's one that we're going to talk about. He's certainly one that is going to feature very, very heavily in the in the top 10. Uh, not being spoken about a great deal, but he um, he will attack at every opportunity. He makes the most of every opportunity. And, um, and like you say, there are a number of people now starting to question whether he can be that that genuine swingman from defence to uh, to attack. Well, Mick, before we let you go, I mean, they're all the names I've got written down. Have you got any others that we need to consider as we, we get closer to the draft, just in regards to, to the forwards, or we covered them all off, do you think? Oh, I think I think we're pretty right, mate. I think you could probably throw in, um, you know, an interesting player, Arthur Reed. He's the, um, the, the another taller, 203 centimetres out of the Gippsland Power. Mm. Marshall in the way he plays. He's very laconic in the way he moves, but I say that with all due respect because he's just got that beautiful gliding nature about him. He he can absolutely lace players out when he's he's outside towards 50 and and hitting up leading forwards. Very, very smart one-on-one. Got some nice late movement where he just protects the ball drop. Um, And, you know, when we talk tools, Sam, we're talking absolute running vertical jump, which is the height they can reach when they run and jump and, and stretch. He gets to 342 centimetres on both feet. So huh. you very rarely see a player that can jump off both feet. And he was ranked one of the highest at the combine for his, uh, his absolute running vertical jump. And I think we can um, we can expect to see Archer Reed's name called out at some stage. Probably, I'd say, on night two. Yeah. So that's the brother of Eston Zach, isn't it? Younger brother. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So uh, both very, very tall boys. One generally playing in defence. In Zach and Archer, more of that, um, you know, that that creative forward that creates separation very easily on the lead. Awesome. Well, as you forecast, uh, Mick, next week as we continue our countdown, we'll uh, turn our attention to the stoppers, the key backs. As we saw in this year's trade period, uh, we're going for a pretty penny. So if you can get one early uh, through the draft, you're on a winner. Appreciate it as always, mate. And awesome to have your insights as we get ready for the draft. No worries, mate. Look forward to chatting next week. There he is, Mick Ablett. He's a good man. He's our draft expert. Can down the draft later on this month. And a lot of people texting in, thank you. Kay Delarue, the son of the, he was a VFL star back in the day with Springvale, Ben Delarue, Norm Goss, medal best on ground, as Damien says here in the 1998 VFL grand finally also played in three premierships. Thanks for the multiple texts when it comes to Ben Delarue. Joe, Nick, the wizard Watson reminds me of Boomer Harvey. High possession, small forward mid with fast twitch fibres. Desperately hoping the doggies can snare him as he is the missing piece of the jigsaw puzzle. And a laugh out loud there from Joe. Well, you got the land of the giants down there. You better bring in some smalls, Joe. Uh, Melbourne's weather today, cloudy, top of 17 degrees. Although the forecast leading in to uh, certainly the Cup on Tuesday and uh, the Spring Carnival, the four Bain days, we are going to be absolutely blessed. Some glorious weather coming up today. Nothing fancy. Cloudy, top of 17. That's for City Power, supplying power to homes in the CBD and the inner suburbs.